finally that time. We did it. We made it. And I don't know if it's because of the pandemic. I don't know if it's because I'm just getting old. I don't know what it was this off season, but it felt like it took years for this to get here. It did feel like a long time, yeah. It's so painful. But we did it. We we managed to fight through adversity. We survived. And we made it to week one. TJ, sir, hello and welcome to the award winning podcast on and off the field with Durf and Dylan now brought to you by Fast Track Cannabis Clinics of America and Gorilla Marketing on NSPN Next Gen Sports Media. I, I, I feel like we keep saying award winning, but at this point, people forgot what our award is. Because uh, we got we won it like over a year ago. Yeah, just over a year ago. We got this fancy little block here, and it says uh, it's Maps Media's next best podcast winner of 2020. Yeah. Although the podcast is already going for like two years, but still, that's besides the point. You can always be the next best podcast. Always the next best, all day, every day. What's up, Chris or Christopher? Which one do you prefer? Can I just call you Chris? I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. He says Christopher there. I don't know. You never want to assume. Yeah. Um, make sure everyone puts their gender roles or uh, identifications in the chat before we uh, hurt anyone's feelings there. I love double D's. Durf and Dylan, a couple of double D's. <laughs> How have we been doing this podcast for like three years and no one has ever said that? Yeah, that's the first. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long it's been that long. That's a t-shirt. Well, I, mean, I mean, we've only been doing it for two years together. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. Well, still, still two years though. But still, yeah. <laughs> like, all you need is like a big picture of your face here, big picture of my face here, <laughs> and then it just says on off the field with the double d's or something like that double d's on on and off the field something like that oh boy. that's the best that's the best design we could possibly think of i'm gonna get to work on that right away right. <laughs> i'm leaving for vacation in like three days but that's my priority is to make that t-shirt <laughs> he prefers either all right so we're good to go there we go it depends on if you were feeling formal or not so we finally made it to week one do it oh it's gonna happen don't worry <laughs> we need a, we need a couple of different shirts we need a dj derf we need a derf doppler and we need a double d yeah we got a lot of t-shirts to make i need to find some kind of graphic designer i need to get someone <laughs> i need some i need help right help it's week one time but first we have to make sure everybody out there is of course flossing which is like a t-shirt maybe a sticker i don't know this i feel like this could be used I just I'm not sure how. But for those yeah. who don't know, flossing is follow, like, observe, subscribe, and share anything on and off the field related. Specifically, we came up with this share anything us related. You know, flossing is just you know, and it, it, that's how you can help your favorite content creators is by flossing. So make sure you do that, and Durf can give all of the sexy details that comes along with flossing. 
Well, you can follow, like, observe, and share on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as TikTok. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and our Twitch channels, which we are currently live on, all by searching at OOTF Podcast. Make sure to click the link in the video description. That will take you to the new merch store and all of our social media and podcast platforms. Check us out on the radio. We are we air on Sound Machine FM every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But there's so much talent on the network that you can check out all week long. Last but not least, make sure to head on over to Facebook and Twitter and get click that follow button or that like button on team having on the team having fun community. That you you can take partake in memes, live shows, and all that tomfoolery that goes on every day. And of course. Of course, NSPN Next Gen Sports, but I, I, I brought that up at the beginning. Yeah, so I kind of took it out of the floss portion. But yeah. the tomfoolery, yes, Sal. Hi, Sal. Sal of the To Be Blunt podcast. He is actually TikTok famous. This man has like I don't even know how many followers. He's insane. He has over a million mentions or uses of the Get High Rapper hashtag. Wow. Mr. Sal is an absolute beast when it comes to the TikTok world. Chris said he'd buy one. He'd buy one of those double D shirts. I'm telling you what. <laughs> All them sexy details. Hashtag more derf. Illogical is here. What's going on? Sir Clark is here. What's going on, Clark? From the Rod Peterson show. Oh, yeah. And the squad cast. What's going on, my man? You excited for the NFL? Are, are the Canadians getting excited for the NFL? Is the CFL started yet? Oh yeah, they had. There was a team that had like three games in seven days. I think was oh, like good lord. Yeah, they were. It was like uh, I was follow, following the Rod Peterson show oh, on Instagram. I, okay, I was wondering what was happening there, and I saw that. <laughs> we'll oh, come back to that. We'll come back to the CFL in a moment. TJ says Sal's a beast. Double D's, ghost sports, and stuff. Clark, appreciate the shout out. Yeah, we're gearing up. Go Falcons. Go get the number one draft pick. <laughs> That's the priorities <laughs> this year, Clark, for the Falcons. Let's go get that. <laughs> oh. Something just popped up. That's weird. Uh, well, you, you were talking about the CFL. What's going on? Or, uh, yeah, what's going on with the CFL? So, I, I, I can't remember when I saw it. It was last week, week before. It was on the I saw it on the, uh, the Rod Peterson show's Instagram story. And it was there was a one of the CFL teams had to play three games in I think like seven days, but I can't remember who it was now. But I just thought I was like, "What in the world?" And it was like causing this giant com- commotion, um, like amongst like the CFL and like all their fans up there or any, anywhere. Um, but Imagine I couldn't doing that in the NFL. They would yeah, never even allow that, that. It would never even be allowed. Never. That goes against like every safety protocol rule they've ever put in place. Right. Crazy. Edmont- Edmonton got a game canceled due to COVID protocol, so they decided to reschedule it for the end of the season. Ah, Edmonton, yeah. So now Edmonton plays three games in seven three games in seven days just before the playoffs. Jeez. Oh, is Edmonton supposed to make the playoffs? So is that like a big deal for them, or is this like just not a big deal? It's like, well, they're gonna play it just before the playoffs, but it's not like they're gonna be there anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, it might matter. Were, it might not. If they weren't going to be there, then I would say 
it's not as big of a deal, but I feel like if they're actually, I, I'm at, I'm not familiar with the standings right now for the CFL, but if they were going to make the playoffs, then uh, that, that that's uh, that's pretty brutal. They're, he's saying there's friend, they're fringe playoff. So they're they're looking in, but they're not quite there yet. Okay. So if they're so, playing three games in seven days, ooh. and like those three games can determine if they get into the playoffs or not. That's rough. Welcome to like a revolt from the fans. That could get ugly. Because yeah. if they like need to win like two out of three of them to make the playoffs or whatever the case may be, but they're right. just exhausted and they only win one of three, they miss the playoffs. Whew. I remind that six of nine teams make the playoffs up there. Yeah, I knew, I knew there wasn't a lot of teams, so that's uh sixty six percent, right? Yeah, a little less than sixty six percent, something like that. Two, no, two three, thirds. Three, two thirds. So that is a lot, but yeah. still, if that if that happens, boy oh boy, that could get ugly quick. We're gonna have to have Clark on the show. Yeah, we we need to, we need a, a to reunite with the Rod Peterson show. Because we had Rod on, and he was absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. That was supposed to be like a 15-minute, hey, how you doing, let's talk. It turned into like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have to get Rod and Clark back on at some point. We haven't had Clark on. We're going to have to get Clark on for sure. What's yeah, up, Rapid Dave, Brandon, TJ, Giggity, boy, oh, boy, it's part-time nerd. I have the their dessert debate up here. Still hasn't progressed, but just to remind everybody, chocolate pie <laughs> versus birthday cake, chocolate chip cookies versus soft serve. I'm putting up the poll right after the show, so I do not forget. <laughs> like, my life is nothing but a, a hell these days, so I this is like the last thing in the back of my mind. So I'm going to minimize this so I don't even forget it. There it's going to happen this week. It's going to happen, and then I'll be I'll actually be back for the finales now. Yeah, because <laughs> next week we'll be uh, we'll be voting next week for the fi- the finals. Yeah, buddy. He says you'll chat our ear off. I'm fine with that, Clark. <laughs> I'm com- we'll do we'll clear the whole block for you. There we go. Clear the whole block for you. What's going on, NSPN? What's good? Birthday cake and cookies, baby. Those are my votes. All right. Like as soon as the show's over. So it's gonna be like seven o'clock when this is over. If you go to our social media to our stories at like probably seven thirty, yep. I guarantee those votes will be up there for you to vote. And we want to make sure go. everyone's voting. Yeah, for sure. All right. It's time. Get out your pens. Made a lot of weird noises right there. My body did. That was crazy. (laughs) Get out your pens, your paper, your sports betting books, your weather radars. Break it all out because it is week one (sighs) NFL time, baby. We're making picks. We're doing over-unders. We're doing betting lines. We're doing it all. We're doing Durf's Doppler, of course. Yeah. We're doing it all. So break it out. As as the strikeout beer boys would say, get your dollar bills ready because here comes week one. <laughs> I actually don't have any music. I should like. I didn't expect to get that hyped up right there. It would have been really cool to like <laughs> hit, hit, hit some music right there and just kind of like pop off. Yeah, yeah, start, yeah, yeah, start, 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 roll up. Let's do it. So, first and foremost, we have this week's Thursday night football game. The first official real football game of the 2021 season. In two very short days. Yeah. Oh, boy. 
And unfortunately, I'm I'm trying to get excited for this game, (laughs) but I can just see this getting off the rails very quick. Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't know how healthy Dak is. I feel like he's healthy enough to play. Like if he's going to be mm-hmm. playing against the Bucks Week One, like he's healthy enough. But how much practice has he had? Is he really full strength? He had a very limited off season coming back from his nasty ankle injury. Yeah. So I could see this getting out of hand very quickly. I could also see it just be a complete offensive shootout as well, kind of like what we saw last year with the. The Cowboys and Falcons match that ended up like forty-one to like thirty-eight or something. Yeah. Yep. So we currently have the betting line set at Tampa Bay is favored by eight points. Over/unders at fifty-one and a half. I am taking the Bucks. Yeah. I yeah I can't disagree with you there. I, I think it's the. I think it's the Bucks. I don't. So I don't think it's going to be quite an offensive shootout, though, because that Bucks defense, like the Buccaneers, literally kept everybody that started on the roster this year. So, yeah, I don't. I I don't know how I could you could pick against the Bucks right now. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and say that the Buccaneers. And this is the second time Tom Brady's gonna take a team and go perfect in the regular season or anything like that, especially the first year going 17 games. Right. But if there was a team that was ever going to do it, yeah, <laughs> it would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who, like you just said, kept every single starter and they were dominant last year. They won the Super Bowl. They absolutely spanked the chiefs. This defense, this defensive line versus the Cowboys offensive line, which is kind of people are saying, well, it's getting a little bit more stable. I actually took this screenshot just just for this conversation. Uh, currently, their left tackle Tyrone Smith is questionable. He's going to play, but obviously he's he's banged up. Mm-hmm. Their left guard is Connor Williams. Their center is Tyler Biadez, which no one knows who that is. Uh, Zach Martin, I believe, will play because he was on the COVID list, but he will play now. I think he got taken off. And then Leal Collins is questionable as well. So both their tackles are questionable. So that's just great. His blind side and his front side are questionable this is not going to be good and i pray i pray for dak i really do i don't want this man to get injured two years in a row i could yeah especially since i got cd lamb my fantasy team too so (laughs) i don't don't need Uh, who's their backup these days they got rid of the the nooch um they brought someone in no it was so they had they had three quarterbacks behind Dak during the preseason. Um I believe it's not it's not Danucci. They let him roll. And why am I thinking it's Cooper Ooh. Rush? It is Cooper Rush. Well done. <laughs> and they actually brought in another one this offseason. Um he was I'll just I'll give you the easiest clue ever. He was with the Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah, he was with the Panthers. He was released, and he was brought in by the Cowboys. Who oh, is it? Uh, Will Greer. Will Greer, congratulations! You won. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to skip ahead to Durf Stoppler. What do we have here in the sexy state of Florida? Um, nice and warm. Nice and warm. It's seventy-six. Um, 
you know, it were two days out, so the weather forecast should be pretty confident. They're talking about a stray shower. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, it is Florida. It, that Florida weather, you know, the afternoon thunderstorm, rain shower, you know, because, you know, it's so hot down there. Um, but I I think it's a perfect night for football. Yeah. Even if it does rain, that's just this makes it even sexier. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want to start off in Florida with a little bit of rain, slick it up a little bit? It's going to be great. bunch of fumbles, interceptions. It's going to be great. I love the first week of football. <laughs> we have Buccaneers 40 and Dallas 10. That's our score prediction coming in from NSPN's very own. What do we agree on, me or my? I forgot what we agreed on last week already. Because I have the <laughs> mental capacity of a goldfish. <laughs> Those are for my Ted Lasso fans out there. Uh, Cowboys lose by two touchdowns, says TJ. All right. So, uh, and then the over under, I it, it set at 51 and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm tempted to take the over because if the Cowboys really do come out shooting and they're able to at least keep up a little bit, the Buccaneers were putting up some points near the end of the season last year. This is going to have to be 25, 26, and you know, 27, 28 points. So that's four touchdowns each. I'm going to, I feel like I got to take the under. It's week one. 51's anything, like almost anything above 50, unless it's two crazy teams, yeah. is going to be pushing my over. So I'm going to have to go under. I, I like the under as a safe bet. Um, I would say over just because I think this is going to be a situation where the Bucks. Are going to take a like a commanding lead. Um, the Cowboys are going to be playing from behind, but the Bucks are going to go from being super aggressive to maybe getting into like that late game prevent kind of situation. Um, so you know, I could see the Bucks scoring you know five touchdowns, and then um, you know at least that you know I could see the then the Cowboys scoring at least three to try to you know Dak trying to make that comeback you know they get the kinks worked out with Dak you know now that he's actually on the field so I I'm gonna take the over on that one. So you're you I think you're banking on basically garbage time points. Yep. <laughs> They're like like <laughs> like uh I, I <laughs> yeah he has forty to ten so maybe it's forty to ten by the fourth quarter. And then they can tack on like so. Yep. That's your fifty right there. So maybe Dallas tacks on that extra touchdown to go over. Yeah. There you go. Even just a field goal. There's definitely not going to be a shootout. Okay. As, as long as everyone else is. Well, he's a Bucks fan. I can see the Bucks flag in his picture there. So that's that's favoritism. That's I can't I can't accept the favoritism. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, I, we don't do betting lines. I just like looking at the betting lines. Yeah. Like I, I honestly in this one I would probably take the spread at eight points. I would give it to the Bucks, but uh, I'm not a betting man. I'm betting lines. I'll take. I'll do over unders all day. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next one up is uh, your very own Steelers at the Bills. Take it away. What do you want? What do you want to say about your Bills? Um, should be. I I would think it's a no nonsense game for the Bills. Um, the last two years the Bills have you know had the Steelers numbers. You know the Steelers might have started eleven and zero last year, but you know they they fell off a cliff really hard. Um, and the Bills, you know, made Ben Roethlisberger look like like just trash. Um, I mean, for the most part. And 
I don't see that changing this year. You know, there's a lot of hype around the Steelers with Najee Harris and Ben Roethlisberger looks like the best ever. He's so healthy, <laughs> such in good shape. Yeah, he's uh, he's also super old, and I think he's like the last quarterback from that draft class still playing, and that's probably not a good thing. Um, and so, to be fair, they keep saying the best shape of his life. He's never really been in a lot of like a good shape in his life. That is very true. So if you're saying like the best shape of like you know Tom Brady's life or Josh Allen's life or like Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> life, that might be saying something. But saying he's the best shape of like Ben Roethlisberger's life, that's that's not saying too much. Yeah, I'm excited to see what this pass rush does for the Bills. Uh, it was a big issue last year, the preseason. Granted, it's the preseason, but I saw a lot of promise out of the defensive line. Um. And I, I, you know, you can be concerned for the Steelers' defense. You know how good they went; they were the last couple of years, and I think they've lost a couple of key pieces that are gonna they're gonna hurt a little bit this year, especially the offensive line too. Yeah, that's my major concern is the offensive line. They lost starters left and right, and obviously the defense took some hits. It didn't even look that good near the end of the season. Yeah. Obviously, they're going into the season with this T.J. Watt situation where. Yep. They kind of just want him to play out his contract and not give him all this guaranteed money. And teachers like, excuse me, <laughs> Say excuse what? me. <laughs> Do you know who my brother is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they kind of know who one of them is because I believe he was a stealer for a little while. Yeah. Derek was, yeah, yeah. Derek was a stealer for a hot minute. <laughs> I don't know where he is these days. Um, TJ says anytime we talk about the Cowboys, uh, he has to go poo, which is no coincidence if you ask me. It just kind of <laughs> makes you sick on the inside. Oh, jeez. Things start at churning. We got the betting line set at six and a half points in favor of the Bills. Mm-hmm. Over-unders at four and a, uh, 48 and a half. And I'm, I'm taking the Bills. Absolutely taking the Bills. Dirt Stoppler only shows it, you know it's another one of those great day for football situations in Orchard Park, seventy seven and sunny. Couldn't ask for a, a better football weather there. It's gonna be gorgeous, gorgeous, and it's good thing it's good weather. It, it looks like good weather on basically the East Coast because I'll actually I'll be driving this weekend a lot. So hope, yeah. thank God it's gonna be good weather. <laughs> uh, so over under. 48.5. Man, I'm really terrified that the Steelers are not going to be able to get anything going offensively, and I want to take another under here. Yeah. I'm going to have to. I, I feel like the Bills can put up some points if they decide they want to. Right. It's not like the Steelers' defense is a joke, but They're I still feel not. like the Bills can score on them. Right. But I but- can't really see the Steelers producing too much themselves. Yeah, I got to go under on this one. Um, I think you're going to see majority of the points coming from the Bills, I would say. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, yeah, under on that one. Easy peasy, lemon squeeze. We have the Eagles at the Falcons up next. We actually have Atlanta favored by three points. Over under at 48 on the nose. And the Eagles are going on the road to start their season. I don't. It's not like it's that far of a drive. They probably can drive there. They'll probably don't even have to take a plane. I'm gonna have to take the Falcons here. I don't love. I don't really love either team. I love the concept of Jalen Hurts. Right. The Eagles sound like a fun team. 
mm-hmm. but there's so many issues. Like you can right. look at every single position group and be like, yeah, that's a problem. Maybe even the defensive line that used to be their strong suit. Like they're, they're getting older. They're not as fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to have to take the Falcons because I like their upside because they're both kind of heading into the season as lower tier teams with a lot of question marks. I have less questions about the Falcons right now because at least Matt Ryan's there still. He knows what he can do with Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts yeah. is going to be a weapon. He's just a big boy. Yep. Defense is in shambles. They have Mike Davis as their lead running back. They definitely have their own issues. I think they're going to be able to produce more right. than the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I flip-flopped actually on this game. I was tempted to take the Eagles because it looks spicy. Um. I think the Falcons' offense, you know, as at a quick glance, you know, they lose Julio Jones. Matt Ryan's getting older. The running game isn't what it used to be. I mean, not that it was anything ever, really, for the most part. Um, but the defense, you know, I, I little questions there. You know, they had a lot of health issues, but it's a new, you know, a new head coaching regime there with Arthur Smith. Um, I, I worry more about the Eagles' defense than the Falcons' defense. Plus, they're playing. In Atlanta, so I, I had to give the edge to the Falcons there for sure. Um, they're playing in a dome, so no Durst Doppler, you know, any effect there for that, but should be nice there anyway. Yeah, unless Hurricane Ida 2.0 comes through and rips the <laughs> rips the stadium roof off, I don't think we got any issues there. Oh. Uh, the over under is at 48. I'm definitely taking the under. Like this, this game could be freaking 14 to 10, man. Yeah, I gotta go under on this one too. I could definitely, I could see both teams' ability, like at least the Falcons' ability to score points. I have question marks for the Eagles' ability to score points. Right. But I don't think either one of them is gonna get help push them to forty-eight. That's gonna be rough. Um, and next up we have. Oh, I almost missed it. Seahawks <laughs> at the Colts. Yeah. Seahawks at the Colts. Seattle's favored by two and a half points. 48 points for the over-under. It's interesting. It's definitely an interesting matchup. I think this is the first one that we're going to talk about where it's like, okay, we have to think about this. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz is supposedly going to play. The offensive line seems like it's in one piece. I believe, you know, Quentin Nelson is healthy and back because Carson Wentz had the same injury, which apparently it was supposed to be eight weeks. Now it's it was only like two or three, and they were out back out practicing or whatever that was. <laughs> it seems like they're all put together except T.Y. Hilton, which in my opinion is not that big of a issue anyways. Right. I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks. It, it No. You know what? I'm I'm changing my I'm changing my pick. <laughs> I'm taking the Colts week one. Oh. And you know, the reason I'm taking the Colts, I, I've decided to change my mind is new offensive coordinator. Most of the starters didn't even see the field in preseason. I don't know what they're gonna look like in this new offense. The defense right. is still highly questionable. They're going up against their pass rush looked better in the second half of last season, but they're going against like one of the best offensive lines of football, top two. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the Colts are going to be able to do anything special on offense, but our defense is pretty garbage. It can score points on us, so I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to take the Colts. 
Originally, I think I just wrote the Seahawks down because, you know, it's a Seahawks week one. Let's go. I'm prepared to be disappointed. Yeah. I'm prepared to be disappointed now. <laughs> I feel like I should be expecting uh, that. Now, I want, you know, I I put the Colts down when I was, doing, you know, putting up the notes there. And then I was like, no, I think there's, you know, I think there's questions on offense with Carson Wentz for the Colts. Um, you know, the defense isn't that bad for the Colts, but. And I was like, well, we, we talked about it all off season, the Seahawks, you know, having that, you know, they could be off a slow start on offense. Russell Wilson hasn't played in the preseason. And I'm like, mm. and I, I basically kind of flipped, flipped the coin here. Cause you know, it's Seattle at minus two and a half, which is really Seattle at minus three and a half because of the home, the, the new home field advantage. It used to be three points. For the home team now, it's actually only like a point and a half. Um, oh, so they changed it up a little bit. So, well, yeah, because what well, that's this the way since like 2006 it's actually dwindled. Oh, uh, I was reading an article, which about makes this, sense because you really home field advantage has actually kind of you know almost gone away. Like it, it has some effect on certain teams, but really at, overall, it doesn't have as much of an effect as it used to. Yeah. Um. Since you switched to the Colts, I'm gonna stick with the Seahawks. <laughs> I'm just okay. gonna keep, we're gonna we're gonna, we can you know, we we've been agreeing basically on every game so far. I'm gonna stick to the Seahawks here. I think Carson Wentz is gonna struggle. Um, I think you know the Seahawks brought back Carlos Dunlap. They paid Jamal Adams, which you know could be disaster waiting to happen. Now that he's got his fluffy. Fluffy better money. Um, and I just saw that the Seahawks just restructured uh, Dwayne Brown's contract. He's a little bitch. Uh, well, he's, he's a 30 year old. He's a 38 year old man who wanted a new contract. Get your old ass out of here. Dusty mother. Um, so I, I'm also taking the Seahawks because even though Russell Wilson didn't play for the preseason, I feel like that was partially because they probably saw enough in practice that he's probably understanding the offense enough with the, with the change. So I'm going to stick with the Seahawks and they're in a dome. So whether it doesn't have an effect or here. Yeah. I'm not too worried about Russell Wilson in this new offense. Cause he's a smart guy. Yeah. I know he can figure it out. He's he's he, as soon as he got that new playbook, he was probably studying it for like 22 hours a day. Right. But it's like just being able to get the other starters in a live action scenario with Russell as the quarterback and just let everyone get that feel like, all right, we're starters in a real game. This is what it's going to be like. Right. That's what I would like, would have liked to see, but whatever. It's fine. Maybe yeah. it only takes a quarter for them to get used to it and then they start flying. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, 48. I'm taking the under again. I'm, I'm taking the under on all of these. I guess it's just a week one thing for me. Like, I just don't I don't know who's gonna score a bunch of points in week one for some reason. I don't know why I'm having such a problem with this. I'm gonna take the over. Okay. All right. I had no problem with that. I got no problem with that. <laughs> All right. Our next game is gonna be the Vikings at the Bengals. Quite an interesting game here. Minnesota three point favorites on the road, three point favorites. Road. Uh over under set at 48. And currently, I'm taking the Vikings. I, I like it. 
I mean, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, as, as spicy as the Bengals could be this year, and you want to take them over on, on what we could have seen as a mediocre Vikings team for it seems like years to now, um, you got to go Vikings. I think they're the more put together team. You know, Kirk Cousins isn't going to necessarily lose them the game, as we could see with Joe Burrow. You know, his first, you know, first full game back as a starter since the knee injury that, you know, a lot of people questioned that maybe he rushed back a little bit. It's, it's going to be an, it's going to be a weird game. I, I don't see this as probably not giving us a ton of highlights here. Um, I got to take the Vikings with this and then it's going to be hot. It is going to be so warm there and, uh, in Cincinnati. Um, it's going to be almost, almost 90 on Sunday. And just straight sun, like these guys got to make sure they stay hydrated, or they're going to cramp up, and you're going to have issues. Um, but yeah, that's uh, out in Cincinnati. It's going to be 88 and sunny. Yeah, who would have thought? Cincinnati is the hot one. Who would have thought? Right. <laughs> uh, going back to TJ saying that, yeah, the Eagles are going to go 12 and five this year. That's not TJ's opinion. Um, that's his <laughs> co-host on his podcast, who's an Eagles fan. <laughs> He said the Eagles will be going 12 and five this year. Um, Godspeed, sir. Uh, Chris says the mediocre teams are a toss up because it's a new season and we don't really know how they're going to play until a few weeks. Very and true. I think that fits perfectly into the, into the Bengals. Yeah. I still think the Vikings will win this. I'm mm-hmm. going with the Vikings because they're pretty much a sure team. Yeah. We're, we're all pretty confident we're going to see them maybe hit 10 and 7. Dalvin, as long as Dalvin Cook stays healthy, it's going to be great. Justin Jefferson, he's cool. He's a fun <laughs> kid. Adam Thielen. They added Chris Herndon, who I think is such a sleeper tight end in this league this year. Yeah. He got picked up by the Vikings, and someone ended up dropping him in one of the fantasy football leagues I'm in. It's like, what? Wow. Why, why would you do that? <laughs> Irv Smith's done for the season. Hmm. <laughs> Chris Herndon is a great pass catching tight end. So, but on the other side, the Bengals is Jamar Chase going to do anything this year? Who knows? Joe Burrow, can he stay healthy? Can he even stay upright? What's the mm. offensive line situation at all? The defense is a huge question mark. They have a great safety over there. I don't even know his name. I know we always, people are always like, what about our guy? He's one of the best defensive. They're like, people love crying about him. <laughs> Uh, Jesse Bates, sorry. Yeah, I had to, oh, I had to okay. get that. Everyone's like, Jesse Bates is the best safety in football. Please talk about him. <laughs> right, who else do you got? <laughs> well, they picked up Trey Hendrickson, who had one good season with the Saints, and yep. they paid him a bunch of money. So, yep. It's a big question mark. So I'm going to take the under again at 48 yep. points because I do not trust the Bengals to give any help here in this situation. Oh, yeah, definitely under. Um, next up, we have the 49ers at the Lions. We get to see Jared Goff in a new uniform. Dan Campbell's coaching debut. Apparently, that did not uh, satisfy Vegas. So San Francisco <laughs> is a seven and a half point favorite, and the over/unders at 45. Very low. And I'm going to be taking um, whether it's Jimmy G, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's. Uh, George Kittle throwing the football. I'm going to take the 49ers in this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he, I don't think many people are going to pick the Lions here at all. Um, the 49ers, they're 
they're they're healthy. They they have the team. I think that's ready for a Super Bowl Super Bowl run kind of situation here. Um, and then, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance. You know, I think you we could see we could very well see both of them this weekend. Um, it's it, it's it's all 49ers. It, it's got to be all 49ers. And you know they're playing in Detroit, so you know another dome game. So no other issues here. Um, but yeah, it, it's we'll see if uh, Dan Campbell, you know, is biting kneecaps on the way back up when he gets knocked down pretty hard this week. He's going to get knocked down very hard. <laughs> and the only kneecaps I can imagine biting is his own team's kneecaps. <laughs> on their way to the locker room, he's just biting everyone. He's, he's like on his hands and knees, just, you played poorly. <laughs> Take a bite out of his kneecap. <laughs> it's not going to be good. And I think that's an interesting um, that's an interesting concept you got there. Maybe we see both quarterbacks in Trey Lance and Jimmy G. That'd be interesting. I mean, yeah. we, we, we saw it. During the preseason, you know, granted, yeah. they're probably testing something out, you know, see if it works. I think it worked for the, from what I saw. Um, you know, you could have both quarterbacks in the same series, not even like, you know, Jimmy G takes a series and Trey gets a series. Um, you know, it, you got to, it could keep teams on their toes because they got to plan for both quarterbacks. I don't want it to get too gimmicky because I don't want to get to the point where it's like, oh, well, Trey's in the game. So, just keep him in the pocket or like uh, make sure it doesn't roll out or oh here comes the QB right. run because I think that's the issue you get into you have to leave the entire playbook open for both quarterbacks right yep that's the only way that works but yep. maybe they can figure it out uh TJ says give me the 49ers Mr. Busby's in the house everybody football fire and beer he's the one who said the Eagles would go 12 and 5 everybody y'all can pick <laughs> on him at 45 though for the over under Oh, boy, oh, boy, that's a low number. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'll take the under on that. Gosh, I'm going to take my first over and just hope, like, the 49ers score a bunch of points. I Like, I'll, I'll only need 10 out of the Lions, and I think the 49ers can score, like, 35 points, 36. That's yeah. what I'm going with. <laughs> I right. think I think most of those points are coming. It's such a low number, forty-five. We're gonna get really lower. lower. We're gonna get yeah. lower. Don't worry. Um, the next one is gonna be the Cardinals at the Titans. Uh, Tennessee is three-point favorites. Over/unders at fifty-two, the Ooh. most we've seen, fifty-two. And um, I will be taking the Titans here. I still have yeah. so many questions about the Cardinals. <laughs> Like it's it's the same yeah. questions I've been saying all offseason, even last year. Is Cliff Kingsbury really the coach? Is he really a leader? Is Kyler Murray a leader? Is he gonna be vocal? Can he see over his offensive line? <laughs> Not really that last <laughs> one. But... That isn't no that that's a you know, that's a honest question there to ask. You know, I think he does struggle. Larry Fitzgerald is not there for I, I believe he's not there. He's still not there. He uh he hasn't reported back. You know he said he's he his contract ended. They they reached out to him. They said yo you're welcome to come back if you want to. Uh, Larry I think went on a couple of shows and said you know I'm just not, it's not feeling it right now. I I don't feel like football right now. Uh, it might change in you know November December. 
you know, obviously if he can, you know, the Cardinals are doing well, look for him to jump on the bandwagon there and try to help him get a push to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't see them doing that. I think they're going to crash and burn probably, you know, later down towards the end of the season, you know, similar to last year, um, which, you know, still grinds my gears that, you know, a lot of media still shows that play with DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone. <laughs> Let it go. Get over it. That was, like, play. that was their one play, and then after they won that game, they were trashed the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, that was it for them. That was like every last bit of magic they had just so, gone. I got, I'm taking the Titans for sure. Um, I think the Titans are going to be – I think the Titans are going to be explosive. Um, I know they want to lean more, more on Tannehill uh, in the passing game, you know, because of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown there. But – I think they still have to rely on Derrick Henry and look for that play a- play action um, kind of situation. It's going to be hot there. It's going to be super hot there. So you know, look, they're definitely hitting probably ninety if it, you know the sun hits them just right. Um, I think the Cardinals could struggle a little bit with that because of the humidity. I think that could be they could be a little worn down quicker. Not that Arizona is not cool, but. Um, it's a dry heat in Arizona. It's, a, it's a very dry. So I think that does play a factor into player endurance, possibly, because it is an open stadium. Uh, so you, I got to go Titans here. Yeah, let me tell you about humidity and golf. I, I can go out and play like a 90 feet, 95 degree dry weather, but if you go out and play in 95 humid weather, that's a big ass difference. Let me tell you. Yeah, that 220 yard drive turns into about 195. Yeah, that's a bad time. Can JJ Watt stay healthy? No. 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 Any surprise picks or upsets? Um, Maybe. We got to move maybe. a little bit faster. I just realized how yeah. many games are left, but uh, <laughs> move a tiny bit faster here. Yeah. But yeah, we're taking the Titans over under on 52. Over. I was going to say the same thing. I think both these teams can put up points. I got no problem with that. Yeah. All right. Next game Chargers at Washington. Chargers are one point favorites on the road. Uh, 44 and a half is the over under. And yep. I am going to be taking the Chargers here. Um, nice. I just. Even with Washington's strong defense, I think the Chargers are primed and ready to just just kill it. And the defense yeah. is still pretty good. Washington's yep. offense has a lot of question marks. I think the Chargers have no issue in this game. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I definitely agree with you there. And you know, I wanted to pick Washington be, because of the defense, and you know that offense does have some spunk to it, but. The Chargers defense is, you know, maybe not quite as good, but the offense is so much better for the Chargers. So got to go with the Chargers here. Another hot one, you know, being in D.C., you know, maybe a degree or two cooler than uh, than the Tennessee game. Um, But great weekend for football. I feel like it's great weather around. Yeah, and then the the over-under, at 44 and a half, I have to take the over. I mean, that's that's 20. That's a game that's... I mean, if it ends up 21 to 17, I lose, but I still feel like the Chargers can burn out points. Washington still has a little bit of explosive power in it, I think. So I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go under on this one. Under. Under. Down under at 44 and a half. I don't, you know, it's fine. I I definitely don't think it's a terrible decision, but I just, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, Let's see who's (laughs) next. 
Jets at the Panthers. This is a game that absolutely no one cares about unless you care to see uh, Sam Darnold versus his old team. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be taking the Panthers. Uh, they are five and a half point favorites at home. Over-unders at 45. I- I'm taking the Panthers. The, the Jets, along with their team with no experience, they have a shit ton of injuries to their yeah. defense. That was supposed to be the strong suit of that team, and they're all hurt. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I got to go Panthers here. Um, I think as much as you want to see the Jets offense do well in the regular season after seeing some explosiveness in the preseason. Um, I think not only injuries to the defense, but the offense here, you know, Jameson Crowder just went to the COVID-19 list. Um, so that's, you know, that's some questionable, questionable uh, players there. Um, it's going to be hot in Charlotte in uh, Charlotte for the, for this game, but I got to go Panthers. Uh, when you're looking at this, the over under at 45, I got to go under. I, I think the Jets are going to struggle. And I think the Panthers are, I think Sam Darrell and the Panthers are going to put up just and maybe not just enough points to, to get the job done. Yeah. I, I don't think either of these teams are that explosive on offense and even at 45, which is a super low number for over under. Yeah. I, I that's, that's a tough one to, it's, it's tough to go over that. TJ says, give me those Jets, J-E-T-S, <laughs> Sam, what, what's his name? Zach Wilson. It's the future, baby. Zach Wilson, baby, here we go. Uh, the absolute worst game possible this weekend, without a doubt, is going to be the Jaguars <laughs> at the Texans. Unless you are super into seeing how Trevor Lawrence is going to perform against the worst team in the league, uh, Jacksonville is two-and-a-half-point favorites, 44-and-a-half over-under. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Jags just on precedent. I just I can't pick the Texans, but I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I it's it's with Tyron Taylor playing. It's I I could the Texans could win. That yeah, you know it's not missed, impossible. He's Mister Conservative. You know you got to watch out for that. Um, I I still think even with Tyrod playing, Trevor Lawrence getting you know a full game to really with the starters get on get you know. Get some get some snaps under his feet in live action here. Um, I still think it's Jacksonville. I think the Texans are just they don't have they don't have a good defense. Their offense is you know pieced together with their forty seven running backs and you know oh they cut it down to forty seven yeah for their running yep, backs oh yep. they cut it down okay yeah right. so you know so the running backs play both sides of the ball because right. you know there's so many of them um, and. Uh, I don't know. It's a dome. There's not really, not really any any weather issues there. The Texans, you know, they could open the the top of the dome, but not. I doubt it. But um, yeah, it's looking uh looking like Jags here at forty four and a half. I I want to say I'm gonna go both here. I'm gonna go over. Going over, okay. I'm I'm going under. I don't trust either one of these teams to score points. I think it's just gonna be an absolute just. Nine to three. It's just going to be an awful <laughs> game to watch. Like if you tune into this game, you got problems. Even if you're a Jags or Texans fan, I'm like I'm having this game on to the side. Like I'm watching something yeah. else. This is not my primary game. This is awful. Um. All right. Browns at the Chiefs. KC is favored by six points. Fifty four and a half is the over under. I am taking the Brownies. 
the brownies i'm really doing it <laughs> like i thought about it i like how the browns are set up i think they're yeah. set up for success it's a good team the chiefs are still a good team but we saw a little bit of struggle at the end of last year obviously mm-hmm. in the sewer bowl as well but even just in general yeah. we saw like we saw a crack in the armor and I think the Browns have the ability to just shoot an arrow right into that crack and exploit them and just dump points on this defense. I think they can do it. I really do. Just week one, they come out and say, we are AFC contenders and put a friggin' explanation point on it. That's my upset of the week. All right. I, I like it. I mean, I like the Browns pick, you know, I think it's there. I think the Browns have just as good of a chance as, as the Chiefs do to win this game. Um, although I think the Chiefs are going to, I think the Chiefs make it close. I think they keep the, I think the, they let the Browns kind of stay in a little bit here. I think you could get to the end of the game and you kind of uh, get a situation where, you know, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is, uh, looks at Baker Mayfield and says, not your time yet, Junior, and then <laughs> scores a touchdown and then wins the game. So I, I'm going with the Chiefs here. So maybe if Patrick Mahomes has the has the ball last and it does come down to them scoring, I could yeah. see them coming out on top and being like that close of a game. I could see mm. that. But I'm still taking the Browns. I like it. <laughs> At 54 and a half, I'm taking the over. Absolute just crazy yeah. game out of the game. Yeah, crazy yeah, over- game. Over here as well, and it's gonna be thirty-eight hot, so. to thirty-five. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Oh yeah, Jags versus Texans? Question mark. What kind of Kmart two-dollar bin game is this? Give me a tie game at zero-zero. TJ <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying Browns by six. Officially on the Chub wagon too. And then Dylan Busby also says, "Don't slander your former Pro Bowl quarterback and Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Don't you dare." Oh. <laughs> uh. All righty, moving right along, we got ourselves the Dolphins at the Patriots. New England is actually three-point favorites at home. The over-under at 43-and-a-half. Here we go. It's another up, back-to-back upsets, technically, for me. I'm yeah. taking the Dolphins. I'm nice. not in love with the Dolphins' offense. I think their defense is good enough to give Mac Jones enough issues to mm-hmm. where Mac Jones has an 0-1 start in his career. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I know it's it's not really that hot of a take, but you know, I I mean, I don't disagree with it. You know, I think this is another game that I looked at and like, hmm, which one do I really like? And uh, you know, I think looking at you know with the betting line being New England the favorite, um, you know, I think the big talk, you know, besides Cam Newton being released and Mac Jones being the starter, you know, look at that defense. Um, They got a lot of players back this year you know specifically Dante Hightower um I think that makes Tua a struggle in this offense I think struggle a little bit for the Dolphins um I think the defense could give Mac Jones some trouble um I think we've seen better play I think we've seen pretty good play from Jones but I, I gotta go Pats here. I think they're in New England. I think if they were in Miami, I would be more con, con, you know favorable to, to pick the Dolphins. Um, I be think much with, easier pick. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's only going to be eighty two there. You know, 
going to be a great day for football, but I got to go Pats here. And then that over-under is, that, that over-under is tricky. At 43, 43 and a half. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I feel mean, like I, I got to take over just on precedent. Just the fact that it's so low. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like this isn't, this isn't a game where I don't think it's like 20... 20 to 24 i think that i think i think it's a little higher than that i think you could see like a, a 27 24 kind of situation you know 31 24 um so i'm gonna go over there as well yeah i gotta take over just on precedent but two pretty strong defenses versus not so great offenses i could definitely see it being a slug fest mm-hmm uh, Dolphins deal give Jones fits. Yeah. I mean, I could also see the Patriots defense given to a fits. So, I mean, it goes both ways once I think right. about it. Yep. I'm still taking the Dolphins and uh, taking the Patriots <laughs> just because they cut Cam Newton, just strictly on that. Just great, because of that. <laughs> great pick. And that's good logic, though. And I guess we got to kind of go a little bit of rapid fire here. Yeah. Uh, pa- uh, Packers at the Saints, but technically it's in Jacksonville. Yeah. Because uh, Hurricane Ida decided to just destroy anything the Saints had of a home game. Yep. Uh, so we got Green Bay favored by four points on the road, but they're both on the road. Over under at 50. I am going to be taking the Packers all day, every day, 10 times out of 10. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. There, there's, there's, no, there's no question it's the Packers here. Um you know they're in Florida, so you gotta worry about little, maybe a little rain shower. But I don't, I don't see it. I, I think they're fine. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers just rips apart this the Saints defense. I think it's gonna be one of those games. I think it could be like a thirty. You know, I, I could I, I could see this being like a thirty-one to ten at halftime situation. So I got <laughs> halftime. I gotta damn. go. I gotta go over. <laughs> this dude said at halftime. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I think Jameis has and Kamara have the ability to score some points, so I'm going to yeah. take the over on 50 as well because I do believe the Packers will score a lot of points. So another thing with the Saints, though, too, is they just re- actually released Latavius Murray the, today because he refused uh, a contract change. Dumb, dumb. Oh, you don't want a contract change? Then you get no contract. Get out of here. Yeah, so, I mean, Kamara's not going to have as good of a that second fiddle running game for him, so... Yeah, that'll be a, a little struggle for them. It's good for my fantasy team. There you go. JW three shocks the world and actually throws a touchdown to the Saints, and this time he's supposed to. <laughs> James Winston. <laughs> good old, uh, good old. When he was with, for those who were wondering, he used to be with the Buccaneers, and he used to play the Saints twice a season. There you go. That's the joke for you. I mean, jokes are always funnier if you explain them. Tua's athleticism gives Miami the edge. And they also signed Chris Hogan. I did see that. I remember. I remember that. That's fun. Chris yeah. Hogan. He's he's <laughs> he's he's still a thing. Still a thing. Um, Broncos at the Giants. Here's your second. Who gives a shit game of the game of the week? <laughs> um. Yeah. Denver's favored by three points on the road. Over unders at forty two. I'm taking the Broncos strictly because of Teddy Bridgewater. That's yeah. my own, that's my and maybe a stronger defense. They'll be able yeah. to contain yep. Saquon. Yeah, I mean you got you got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb actually playing together again yeah, for the first fun. time in over a year. Daniel so, Jones might die. That's very possible. 
Saquon Barkley, as much as I love him, you might tear his ACL again. Um, yeah, it's got to be Broncos. And, I, you know, 42, man, you, you got to take the under on that because I don't think the Giants are going to score a bunch of points. Uh, I think it's going to be at least probably three-quarters of that, probably from the Broncos with, you know, two go of Teddy. Um, two go of Teddy, baby. Two go of Teddy. And uh, it, weather, you can't beat the weather for that kind of game. 83 and sunny. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. That East Coast feel, too. Nice and not, yep. you know, not humid, but not dry. It's going to be great. It's going to be a yeah. great game. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a sin to take the under on 42, but God, it's the Broncos and the Giants, for God's <laughs> sakes. Even the Jaguars and Texans were at 44 and a half. The Jags and Texans. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. The Jaguars and Texans have a higher over-under than the Broncos and Giants. Good God, that's embarrassing. Uh, Bears at the Rams. Rams are favored seven and a half points at home. 46 is the over-under. I'm just, God, is Justin Fields starting yet? What are we doing? No, it's not Andy Dillon. God damn it. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. I just, if, yeah. if Justin Fields was playing, I could have some hope for the Bears because then he would be able to avoid some of that pass rush, you know, get away from Aaron Donald. But with Andy Dalton Sam back there, he's just a target. And it's yep. gonna be it's gonna be awful, awful for that Bears offense. So yeah, they're gonna get pooped on. I'll take I'll take the spread at seven and a half. I'll take I'll take the Rams uh over on the 46. Rams for days. Yeah, I, I like I like the Rams here. I think it's just <laughs> I think as good of a game this could have looked. With you know difference in off season storylines, I think it's a lopsided game for Sunday night. And uh, yeah, it's Rams. Rams are with the Bears all day. So you always have questions about why they make certain games prime time games. This is one of them. Absolutely. I mean, if you um, have the Rams and Justin Fields going up against that great defense, then I, I guess you have a story. I don't think it's a great story, but it's a story nonetheless. Right. I, I would take over on that too. Okay, 46, 46 seems a little high, but I'll take the over. Uh, Rams are going to knock out Dalton in the first quarter. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Aaron Donald just comes right up the middle and just pile drives him 10 yards into the ground. Uh, I'm calling it week one Aaron Donald for defensive player of the year for what's like fourth time getting it. Yeah, it's, that's much, not really yeah. it's not really a hot take, TJ. <laughs> I appreciate you letting us know. It's not really yeah. a hot take. I don't know if that was meant to be a hot take or not. <laughs> Ravens at the Raiders for our final week one game. The Ravens are four and a half point favorites on the road over under at 51. I have to take the Ravens. Like, I just have this disdain for the Ravens and I have no reason for it. Yeah, I really don't. But for some reason, this is kind of like, why are you guys good? I hate the fact that the Ravens are a good regu- regular season team. And yeah, the that's, Raiders that's have so many problems. Like, it, I, I feel like people slept on what happened to the Raiders this offseason. They got rid of, they had a really good offensive line. And they got rid of like four of them. Yep. And then they released John Brown, who was supposed to be this great deep wide receiver that was supposed to complement yep. uh, Rugs. But now they're stuck with just Rugs, Darren Waller, and. They got, they let Jalen Rager go as well, who was a great deep receiver for them last year. He resurrected his career with the Raiders last year. Let him go. Oh, Aguilar. Yeah, I feel like their entire their offseason was just a huge to me. Yeah, like pretty bad draft. 
I don't know what they were thinking this offseason. Were they just like prepping for doomsday? I don't understand. So I've definitely <laughs> taken the Ravens, and I'll take the yeah. over because I still think the Ravens can obviously pile on points. And the Raiders always seem to like manage like the high 20s. Yeah, they could somehow, yeah, some way they do. They, they get into the 20s for sure. Um, so, but I'm gonna take the, the Ravens on this. Um, I just don't feel good about the Raiders right now. I mean, they have Josh Jacobs, they have Darren Waller, they need a quarterback, they need better receivers, they need a more complete defense that doesn't, that aren't full of draft busts. Um, but I'm gonna take the Ravens and I'm gonna take. I'm going to take the over on this as well. The over is sexy. It's 51. It's a high number, but it's prime time, baby. Let's score some points. Yeah. Yeah. Living in Chicago land, I get to see how shitty the Bears line is. <laughs> you got to keep us updated. You'll be our Bears insider for this. There season. we go. And I'm taking the Raiders just because they have my favorite NFL coach. Good old Chucky. Good old Chucky. All righty. Real quick. Our off the field is the Jed Foundation, just so everyone knows. All the money that we are taking in um, for the Fantasy Football League, on Off the Field Fantasy Football League, all that money is going towards the Jed Foundation. So far, we've raised a, a bunch of money. I don't know how much it is, like 175 I think. Um, and that's only like four people have paid. One, two, three, four, maybe five. So we're doing great on that, yeah, raising a bunch of money. Great. Jed Foundation. Um, they protect emotional health and prevent suicide for our nation's teens and young adults. Their mission is more urgent than ever. A recent CDC report found that in the past 10 years, suicide rates among those between 10 to 17 years old have increased by more than 70%. 10 to 17 years old, suicide rates have increased 70%. That's obviously a horrible thing. That's, yeah, that's terrible. And welcome to the world of cyberbullying. Awful. Uh, Jed partners with high schools and colleges to strengthen their mental health, substance misuse, and suicide prevention programs and systems, and they develop and share resources for students, families, and educators. I tried really hard to get someone from the Jed Foundation on this show. That's going to be like a goal of mine for this entire season is to like try and get a rep from them on the show. I'm just going to yeah. keep I'm going to keep hounding them. There we go. It's basically what I'm going to try and do. So if you don't know, make sure everyone goes over to the Jed Foundation. Uh, jedfoundation.org jedfoundation.org is their website they have a crap ton of resources on there as long as uh, you can also donate as well so I encourage everyone to go learn more about the Jed Foundation this is our show that's our picks that's our betting week one baby it's here oh my god I'm so excited can you DM me the Jed Foundation info absolutely 100% will do that 100% thank you all Let's watch some gosh darn football this weekend. We'll drink beer. We'll eat chicken wings, and it's going to be a hell of a time. And we will obviously be back next week to recap it all and head into week two because mama didn't raise no wussies. <laughs>